Good morning and welcome to my podcast, Welfare to Wellbeing. My name is Joseph Brooks. I am your host. And today I want to talk to anyone who has experienced the loss of a spouse, either through divorce or death passing on. And I like to say passing on instead of death because we never really die. Uh, we're going to spend eternity in one place or the other, either heaven or hell, but that's just the truth of it. So when we close our eyes here on earth, we end up in one of those two places. But what happens to the one that's been left behind? Like me, yesterday was such a beautiful day. We did a memorial for my wife, who I'd been married to for 30 years. And it was tremendous. It was unlike anything that I could have ever imagined. And for my children to see their mother honored the way that she was, and the people who shared amazing comments and compliments about her and how she impacted and changed and transformed their lives, it was just, it was overwhelming. And um, so now I'm up at 7.30 a.m., sitting on her side of the bed, looking out the window that we often look out, seeing the sun, which would lead to a beautiful day. And what do I do? I've been married 30 years. Typically, my wife and I would get up and get ready for church. But this morning, what do I do? I live. I live fiercely. I live boldly. I'm not going to wallow in my pain or sorrow because I don't have pain or sorrow. And that's difficult for people to believe. And the irony of it all is I was watching a movie last night or a show, a detective show, and this guy was accused of murdering his wife. They found this horrific scene and he had said they were burglar rides, whatever. But the way people judged him was the way he acted at his wife's funeral. He was happy. And people got angry because he was happy. Yesterday, when I did my wife's memorial, I did it as a celebration of life for her. Was I happy that my wife died? No, but I was happy knowing that she was safe, that she would no longer have to suffer any trial, that she would no longer be in pain. See, because what you don't understand, who are looking from the outside in, is what we had to experience from the inside out. The pain, the sickness, the disease, everything. The hurt. That's what we experience. So when you see your best friend die, do you want to continue to see them die? Are you happy when they're out of their misery? That does not sound right at all. But I chose to release her from my heart and let her go back to eternity, where we're headed anyway. We're just passing through. And if you understand the fact that we're just passing through, when you pass on... You've passed through earth and it's time. Now you're passing on to something greater. 
We hope. If you have Jesus Christ in your life, then you are. If you don't, you aren't. So the best way to have that greater hope and pass on to something greater, which is living with Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. He's gone to prepare a place for those who love him. So what you want to do, what I want to do, is line up with the will of God so that we can spend eternity with the loving Father. So no, I'm not going to sit in a corner and wallow and cry. Yes, I miss her, but I know that because she did love me, she wanted me to go on. It's a discussion that we had on the side of this bed where I'm looking out the window. She wanted me to go on. She wanted me to have a full life. She wanted me to move on. And that's what I'm going to do. Will there be hard days? Well, of course. Would I pass a place that we used to go to? Sure. I'm going to think about her. When I go into a restaurant or a store, I'm going to think about her. It's been 30 years. But I can't dwell on the negativity. I can't dwell on the heartache and pain. I can't dwell on those things. And I probably have an unfair advantage because I lived with possibly the strongest woman on the planet. I saw a woman who had to have eye surgeries and they would stick a laser in her eye. The laser equated to a needle in her eye. And they did it with minimal anesthetic. She would squeeze my hand, but she would take that pain you know what it feels like to see someone that you love go through that? No, you probably don't. <laughs> or when they have to come and amputate her toes, starting with the big one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and then she begins to get sores on her feet. I'm breaking this down to you people so you understand what I'm talking about from the inside out. And when now they're talking about doing it again, or when they have to go through your uh, femoral artery to open up the arteries in the bottom of your legs because they keep closing up and constricting your blood flow, which could lead to amputations from from your knee down. Or when you can't sleep on your back or your sides or your front because it hurts so bad. Every muscle, every joint, every tissue, every nerve. This is from the inside out. This is what no one saw. This is what I lived with. This is what my wife lived with. So when I said that prayer at her bedside, when she was non-responsive to me, and I said, Lord, if you're going to heal my wife, make her whole from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. Well, he healed her. On 111.20, he healed her. He took her home. She's whole. She doesn't have to worry about any surgeries, any prodding or poking or, or needles in her eyes. She doesn't have to worry about any of that because her vision is whole now. She can see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. She can see glory. She doesn't have to worry about balancing because her toes are gone, because her feet, they're whole. 
She doesn't have to worry about walking from here to the bathroom and being out of breath because her lungs and her heart, everything is glorified. Everything is whole. So God did what I asked. He healed her wholly. And now she's holy. And if I truly loved her as a spouse, I would be happy that my wife is out of pain. The fleshly part of me is a selfish part of all of us. We want them here for us, for what they did for us. They brought us comfort. They brought us joy. They brought us all of these fleshly things. But we must remember, we, as Christians, we have to have a heavenly vision. We have to know that their spirit is good. And although we won't have the relationship that we did on earth in heaven, we will see them and we will know that they are they are fine. They're way better than we are. So I want to encourage you this morning. I know everyone grieves differently. Everybody has had a different experience. I've spoken to spouses whose spouse was murdered or or killed in a tragic way and that's extremely painful and you're going to grieve for that of course but I would urge you to keep walking forward as you grieve don't ball up in the bed cover up in the bed cover up in the sheets just keep walking forward your spouse they loved you they would have wanted that for you they wouldn't want you balled up in a corner crying all day and not going forward. So this morning I made my tea. I'm going to go clean the garage because my wife would like that. She hated a cluttered garage. I have business stuff to work on. I'm going to do that. Setting up a college fund in her name. We'll work on that. I'm going forward, folks. And that's what I suggest you do. Go forward. You'll feel guilty when you do don't. Jesus says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay? If if the Lord doesn't condemn you, the spouse that he placed you with, that you spent time with, that loved you, isn't going to condemn you if they pass away. Through a divorce, things are a bit different. A lot of ugliness comes up through that. A lot of heartache, a lot of attack, a lot of pain. But the same principle applies. You have to keep living. You have to keep going. Because in the situation of a divorce, if that person has tried to control you or manipulate you or or drive you, God would never drive you. God leads you. So anyone who would ever do that It's trying to manipulate you anyway. And if you crawl up in a corner, you're non-functional, you gain 500 pounds because you're so depressed, they've won. They still control you. But if you get up, you work out, you eat well, you take care of yourself, you go forward, you cry in the car, you dry your, cl- dry your eyes before you go in to do your, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be okay. They're going to see you moving forward. They're going to wonder how you're doing it. 
But you show him, my strength comes from the Lord and not from myself. So I would encourage you today, move on. Don't stop. That's what faith is. Faith is taking the next step and seeing what door God's going to open. I'm a 51-year-old single man. I'm a bachelor again. The world has changed in 30 years. At some point, I would like companionship. And God would establish that just like he did with my wife. And I'll know it. I'm going to continue to live. And I encourage you to do the same. And I'm going to tell you, you can't do it without Christ. You have to accept him into your life. It's a necessity. And I don't care for atheists out there who say, well, I don't believe there's a God. Well, the fact that you don't believe there's a God, you fight the fact that he exists, means he exists, and you believe in him. More so than believers, because if you didn't, you would spend so much time, so many, so much energy trying to disprove some something or someone that didn't exist, right? We all have this in common. We will stand in the presence of God. We will stand in judgment, and we will either go to heaven or hell. Our spirits will. That's a true part of the person. It's a spirit. This flesh is just dirt. But the true part of us is a spirit. That's why I have peace, because I know what my, my wife's spirit is whole. So I would encourage you to take the step today. Don't look back. Don't ever look back. Remember the good times. Remember the good memories. Focus on those. Pray that God removes any hurtful words that were said, any painful words that were said. It's easy to bottle yourself up. It's easy to put yourself in a box, keep everyone at a distance, don't let anyone in because you feel like you're protecting yourself. In many ways, you are. Yeah. But you're also setting yourself up to quite possibly miss the blessing that God is sending into your life. And you keep asking God, send someone, send something into my life that that is like me, that I can love again, that I can be whole again, that I can be at peace again. But you're guarded, you're sheltered, protecting your heart. You won't open it. And so when God does send someone, you send them away. Because you're so guarded. Because you've seen 3,000 show, crime shows and you think, this guy's a serial killer. Every guy's a serial killer. Not every guy's a serial killer. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> Open your heart. Jesus was, he was on the cross. They had abused him so badly. They beat him unrecognizably. They pressed a crown of thorns down on his head. 
blood was running into his eyes and into his mouth. When he said he was thirsty, they gave him vinegar. They pierced his side. Unbelievable pain. And his words were, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. When you wrap yourself up in anger and resentment and guilt and fear, you aren't forgiving yourself. And when you don't forgive yourself, you make yourself God. And if you understand anything about our Father, He's a jealous God. He said, I am God and I will have no other gods before me. But when you don't choose to to release your heart to Him, when you don't agree to open your heart, when you don't agree to be who God's created you to be, you've essentially told God that you're better than Him. Because the Jesus that can forgive the people that were murdering him, you're better than that. And I don't think that's going to go over very well. Forgiveness begins with you. When you open your heart, you become vulnerable. You open it up to possibly being hurt again and again and again and again and again. But if it's closed, You'll never know when you truly find love and compassion again. What now? What do you do? Single? You're alone? Like I said, open your heart and go full force forward. Never look back. It's okay. Untighten the reins. Stop analyzing everything. Just move forward. It's okay to think. It's okay to be safe. It's okay to be wise. But do you really know what wisdom is? Solomon was called the wisest man that ever lived. Do you really know what wisdom is? Wisdom is common sense. That's how simple God is. That's all wisdom is. It's no big, thick, profound thing that you have to study this book for 450 years to have wisdom. Now, wisdom is just common sense. I mean, if a bus is coming, you don't stand in front of it. That's wisdom. If 10 guys are walking down the same side of the street that you're walking on and you're a young female, you don't walk into them. That's wisdom. Nothing profound, folks. Just common sense. So I want to encourage you today. I want to urge you and inspire you to be the best that God created you to be. He's got a great plan for you. We will never understand why things happen in our lives. I'll never understand why my wife was taken from me at 49. She had to go home. You may not understand why a husband that you loved and married and shared everything with, just got up and left one day for another woman or another man. Never get it. You'll never understand why you spent your time 
Bible studies at church and reading the Bible and listening to Christian music and, and bad things still happen to you. But one thing my wife always said was she loved the story of the Hebrew boys who were called to bow down to false gods. And because they chose not to, they were put into a fiery furnace. But before they went into that fiery furnace, they said, the God we serve will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we will still serve him. They put their hearts out there. They opened their hearts to love God. And even if he wasn't going to save them from that fiery furnace, they would still serve him. You need to put your heart back out. And it may get broken. Trust in God that it won't, but it may. And even if it does, you still need to serve him. God bless you and keep you. I want to say a prayer for you before you go today. And uh, I've got work to do. So I love you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me via email, josephbrooks50 at yahoo.com. Also, like I said, I'm setting up the Adriana Brooks Legacy of Love Scholarship Fund. When you send a donation via PayPal to me, you can you can get that information when you email me. I will send you an ebook, and that ebook is going to contain the Legacy of Love ebook of of uplifting and inspirational words that were put together about my wife and about our life. It'll have a testimony in there as well. But it's going to inspire you. It's going to motivate you. It's going to lift you up for a donation of any size. It doesn't matter. Because this scholarship fund is to continue the legacy of Adriana Brooks, who loved children, who loved seeing people excel, who loved seeing people come together, who loved just bringing people from every background, from every socioeconomic background, together and like my son said when he was speaking yesterday you know he he was in school when his mother was PTA president he saw PTA members or he saw uh, gang members and businessmen grilling hot dogs together for one common cause because it was an event for their kids that my wife established so the scholarship fund is going to go to a young man or young woman who has met certain criteria is a graduating senior and they can have a little jump start into college and you will have part of that legacy. So again, you can email me at josephbrooks50 at yahoo.com and we will uh, be deeply indebted to you. I'll send this wonderful gift out to you. And you'll bless us, and we'll bless you, and everybody will be blessed. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every listener today. Thank you, Lord God, that when they ask a question, what now? 
that you'll have the answer. That you'll meet them where they are, where they are, and take them where you want them to be. Father God, you're faithful. Your word says you never leave, leave us or forsake us, and you won't, and you haven't. You've always been with us. And Father God, we just glorify you and magnify you. We lift you up and we praise your holy name. I thank you that everyone who has a heartache or heartbreak or a need today, that you touch your hearts, that you touch your minds, their spirits, their bodies. Comfort them and love them, Lord. It's only you can. We glorify you and magnify you. We lift you up and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you so much.